I always get a little concerned when someone asks if a commercial hood and fire suppression is a requirement. Now, I'm not concerned for the person asking because they just want to learn, but I'm concerned for the people that answer saying, yep, my fire marshal don't require one and I ain't put one up. Problem with that is they're not thinking about their own safety. So we're going to talk about that today. Welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach, author of five food truck vending books, including Food Truck 101 and Food Truck 201. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Let's be a little provocative. A food truck is a rolling bomb. Think about it. You're carrying propane, you're carrying gasoline, you're carrying cooking oils. Every single one of those is flammable and every single one of those is dangerous in untrained, unconcerned hands. Propane links or tank failures are responsible for 68% of all food truck fires. But here's what's really scary. 90% of food truck owners have no safety checklist that they perform when they get on that truck and go starting to drive. So they get to an event and guess what's happened? There's a whole bunch of propane that's pulled in that truck. One little spark sets it off and now you've blown your truck up. An explosion from a small propane tank. You know the ones you got in the backyard barbecue? That's a 20-pound propane tank. Has the power of 170 sticks of dynamite. So think about maybe a little bit of care and concern since you got two 100-pounders stuck on the rear end of your food truck. Or you got two 100-pounders on the front end of your trailer. How does that make you feel? Cooking equipment causes 61% of all fires in all types of food service, and that does include food trucks. The 2018 edition of the National Fire Prevention Association manual emphasizes that food trucks are not exempt from being protected by an approved hood fire suppression system or other means of extinguishment in the event of a fire. Automatic fire suppression works when you're not on the truck. Guess what? Other means of extinguishment don't. Because what that means in real fancy terms is you have a portable fire extinguisher. Somebody's going to pull the pin, point the thing at it, and turn it on. So if you're not on the truck, it's going to burn to the ground if you don't have automatic fire suppression. Now you're going, but Bill, I turned off the propane and the fires were off. I've had two different food trucks that I've worked with in the last two years that caught on fire overnight. One of them, they still don't know why it caught on fire. But when they came in the next morning, the automatic fire suppression had set off and put the fire out. So that's a good thing. But they still don't know why there was a fire. Had they not had automatic fire suppression, they would have come back to a chassis. Portable generators contribute to fires, especially in older food trucks and especially in DIY projects. And why is that, you say? Because without proper venting, without understanding how generators work, a food truck can fill up with flammable and it's just really plain dangerous carbon monoxide. And that carbon monoxide is created by what? Your generator. Too many food truck owners just store extra fuel wherever it'll fit. And sometimes I have seen fuel cans on a food truck inside where they cook food. So now you've got something that only takes this little teeny tiny spark. And guess what? Now you get a big old ball of flame. All because we said, ah, we'll store the gasoline inside where we are. No big deal. 
So let's talk about insurance, the people that have to deal with those DIY projects that blow apart or those older food trucks that have propane issues. Insurance companies don't like paying claims. This may come as a shock to you, but they are not your friend when you file a claim. The insurance agent that's selling you the, the policy in the first place, they love you because they get commissions off of you. That's all the insurance company wants is commissions and premiums. They do not want to pay out claims. They have a whole department that's set up to not pay out claims. They send investigators out. What's an investigator going to do? They're not there to figure out how much money that they owe you because of the claim. What they're there to do is go through what happened to see if there's a way they can weasel out of paying the claim. But when they can't weasel their way out, they have to pay. Now, guess what happens when they have to pay too many times? There's a couple of things that'll happen. Actually, three things. Either they stop covering food trucks, which is common. There are states where certain companies will not cover a food truck. Florida, for instance. There are companies that will not cover a food truck in Florida, but they cover it in other states. So when there's too many claims, they just say, nope, no more food trucks. If they haven't got to the point where they're going to go, no, no more food trucks, then they're going going to say, hey, let's just raise the premiums. Let's stick it to everybody. So the premiums go up. And then one more thing happens behind the scenes that we never get to see about. The only thing we ever worry about is how much that premium is. What goes on behind the scenes is they start to create internal policies that say we will not cover a food truck if it doesn't have a hood. Or they will say we'll cover a food truck without a hood, but it's going to be double the normal premium or triple the normal premium. So that becomes an internal policy. And while they're making those internal policies, they get together with other insurance companies to lobby the lawmakers in states and at the federal level and say, hey, let's create a legal requirement that a food truck has to have a fire suppressed hood. So here's what's going to happen in the next handful of years. Fire suppressed hoods are going to be a requirement. The insurance companies are already making policies that say they're not going to cover a food truck without a fire suppressed hood, and they're already lobbying Congress to make that a legal requirement. In 2008, the food truck industry found a resurgence and was able to shed that roach coach perception. But you know what happened during that resurgence? There was an average of 540 propane-related fires annually, and the majority of those were food trucks. Almost one food truck fire a day. Now, currently, we're in the second resurgence of our industry. Four years ago, if you read a usedvending.com, if you read that website, they had about 5,000 vehicles on average any given day. And the vehicles would sit usually about 60 days or so before they would sell. Today, they have less than 1,500 vehicles on the whole website, and they're selling rapidly. Some of them are selling the same day that the post goes up. Now, that's not to mention the number of builders in that grouping of builders, both real official builders and some guy that's just building out of his backyard, they've grown exponentially. That puts a lot more inexperienced people in the driver's seat. That inexperience will lead to fires. It'll lead to explosions. It'll lead to property damage outside the vehicle. And sadly, it may lead to somebody's death. There was a food truck that exploded last year. It was set up around several other food trucks. So not only did it explode and it was a total loss, it damaged two other food trucks to the point where they were inoperable for several months. The owner of the one particular food truck had third-degree burns over a significant portion of their body. And that's all because they didn't have a safety checklist. At the end of the day, turn off all the equipment. Turn off every lead to the equipment. 
Each piece of equipment should have its own on-off lever. If it doesn't, install one and then turn off the propane at the tank. The next morning, go through again in reverse order. Turn on the propane tank. Turn on the valves one at a time. Check them for leaks. Get your nose down there and smell. Propane has a distinctive smell. Then turn on the pieces of equipment, one piece of equipment at a time. And again, smell for propane. Propane's heavier than air. It pulls lower than oxygen does. So if you're standing upright and you're able to smell propane, it's too late. That means there is a whole bunch of propane at and around your feet. And all it takes is that level of propane to get dense enough to be ignited by your pilot lights. And remember, the pilot light on your fryer sets about 8 to 10 inches off the ground. And if there's enough propane down there to ignite, it is an explosion. It is a fireball that's going to burn you. And there could be enough propane there that it blows out the walls like it did to the one that was in Florida a couple of years ago. Take your own safety seriously. Take the safety of the truck that's parked next to you very seriously. Please set your standards higher than, I'm just going to do something to get by. If that's all you're going to do, you're just creating your own job. There are way easier things to do than food service. If all you're going to do is create your own job as cheaply as you can. If you're going to do things, do them right. Protect yourself. Protect the investment that you're making, whether it's a couple hundred dollars or several thousand. Do it right. And keep in mind your own safety. If you don't care about yourself, that's awesome. Care about the other people around you. You don't want to hurt somebody because you decided, I'm going to cheap out. Thank you so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.